Well, again, it is good to be able to get together to worship our Lord and Savior. I want you to turn with me, if you will, to the account in Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. And this is six days before the Passover. Jesus arrived at Bethany at the home of Lazarus, Martha, Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. And there was a dinner given in honor of Jesus at the home of Simon the leper. Now, as we read this account just a little bit, I want to focus on Mary and her service, her dedication. I want to look at how she was devoted to the Lord while at this dinner at Simon the, Le- Simon the leper's house, Mary took this alabaster box. And again, I don't know what that box looked like, but I'm sure it probably wasn't put on a lathe and smoothed out quite like the one that I have here this morning. But I would imagine that this alabaster box was a work of art. After two days was the feast of the Passover, and of the unleavened bread and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, Not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, he sat as, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, of spikenard, very precious, and she brake the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And I want to stop there for just a bit. What was so unusual about this happening? Well, they were gathered at this man's house that was a leper. They were seeking to find fault, the scribes and Pharisees. But in this, at this supper where they gathered together, this woman, Mary, and from what I've read, some have said it was Mary Magdalene, but most of the commentators that I referred to said that this was Mary, the sister of Lazarus, of Martha. And she was extremely devoted to Jesus. Alabaster is a form of gypsum. Gypsum is a soft material. It's a soft rock, and it's found in caves by a water deposit. But it is a type of rock, and if you were to feel this alabaster box, it feels like rock. It sounds like rock when you tap those pieces together. But this box of perfume was often, or this this type of material was often used to store some type of precious ointment. This scent or oil spikenard, which is inside, is a rose red 
fragment ointment, fragrant ointment made from roots of a perennial herb. And again, I'd love to share this with you after the service. It's a favorite perfume of East India. And a pint of pure nard, spikenard, a pint of pure nard was worth an extreme amount of money. Now this, of course, is just maybe a half of an ounce or something like this. And so it's not worth a great huge value. But a According to the research that I've done, and some of the Bible commentators said that this pure nard was worth about 300 pence, which would have been about a year's wages at that time. But this woman Mary, devoted to Jesus, came, and she came prepared. She planned ahead to share this expensive gift on Jesus. Her breaking this spikenard bottle, and again, I don't know if she had one with a wax seal or if she actually broke the neck and poured it out upon Jesus, but it showed her love, her devotion to Jesus. A year's worth of work. How much are we willing today? How much are we willing to give today? To someone that we've never touched, we've never actually felt or spoken with. How much are we willing to give to our Lord and Savior that came and lived, walked on this earth, died, and then rose again? Do we love Him enough to give a year's wages? Do we love Him enough to sacrifice our time and energy serving Him? And are we willing to be poured out as a sacrifice to our Lord and Savior? Are we willing to take some time to sacrifice some things personally to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to others? Romans 12.1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Are we living a life of sacrifice? Are we presenting our bodies? Are we allowing to ourselves to be poured out in service to God? Mary gave a, a gift of great value. She knew of its worth, but even knowing of the worth of this alabaster box of spikenard. She wanted to give this gift as a sign of her love and devotion to the one that had set her free. And for each one of us today, as we have become Christians, as we, as we have been born again, we have been set free from the bondage of sin and death. Jesus rose from the grave that we might have life everlasting. We no longer have to fight that fight. But we fight a fight now against principalities and powers. Are we like Mary, giving something of great value? Or are we like those that were sitting at that table? Those that observed this act of dedication, 
act of devotion and saying, wow, why this waste? Why this waste? These other men that sat at that table thought that they knew of a better way to share this expensive ointment with other people. They thought that they could do it better by selling it they could give to the poor. And giving to the poor was a very noble cause that Jesus said that they should do. But was that the real reason that they wanted them wanted her to not go through this waste? Why question a good deed? And I think that's for each one of us. We see people do things different times. And sometimes we wonder, should we? Shouldn't we? Should they? Shouldn't have they? But I think often we need to realize that God in His omniscience knows when we are giving out of a heart of, de of devotion or whether we are giving or doing out of personal gain or recognition. Why was there indig indignation? I think oftentimes criticism comes from an issue of my own personal heart, from our own personal heart. And I'm convinced that Mary, in her devotion, intended this to glorify God, to honor her Savior and friend. But I'm also equally convinced that the criticism came because the value was something that was coveted. And we read in other accounts that Judas was one that questioned her, was one that questioned the motive for this. And it says that he was a keeper of the money and he often helped himself to that. But Jesus, knowing all, basically set the record straight. In Mark 14, verse 6 here, it says, And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always. And whensoever ye will, ye may do, good, do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial to her. Now do you think that Mary went and anointed Jesus because she knew that Jesus was going to say, leave her alone, this is a memorial to her, and she's going to be well spoken of throughout the ages? No, I'm convinced that Mary went because she was wholly devoted to God, to Jesus. She wanted to show her devotion by sharing this great gift, this spikenard. And it says here, she hath wrought, Jesus said, she hath wrought a good work for me. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. This is a little foreshadowing for Jesus telling them what would happen in the near future. But he also said, you have the poor with you always. And so when you have an opportunity 
You can take care of that. Instead of telling her she should sell her stuff and give to the poor, you take the opportunity when you see the opportunity for you to do that work and take care of them with your own actions, your own ideas, your own money. Mary literally broke this alabaster box and poured out this valuable ointment upon the head of someone she loved, someone that had rescued her, someone that had discipled her and her brother, that had brought her brother back to life. And I'm challenged personally how much she gave. The average median income of Rockingham County is $30,670. And I know that many of us make more than that in a, in a year's time. How much am I willing to give financially? But, not, but more, than, more than just financially, how much are we willing to give our all? How much are we willing to pour out ourselves in service to the Lord, to the church, in, in other, any other way, to reach out to the lost, not for our own glory, but for the good of others, for the salvation of souls, for the adding of the kingdom, for establishing hope and peace in others? Are we poured out as an offering to the one who has given us everything? Jesus told us that God would take care of our physical needs because He cares and we need not worry. He also said that He would provide for our spiritual needs. Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. It says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not. Neither do they reap nor gather into barns yet, your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? God has us in His care. He knows our needs, our thoughts, our desires. And I know that we have some goals that we would like to accomplish in life. At least I do. And yet, where is my heart? Where is your heart? Are we wholly devoted to our Lord and Savior who has given everything. I look at Jesus' life and I think, what a message in itself. Jesus, the Son of God, the only begotten of the Father, was born and laid in a manger. And I don't see Him growing up in a rich man's home, in the luxuries of life, but I see Him as a man of meager means, a family of meager means. And I see the way that his life, as he related to other people and discipled those men that he called. And then I see the way that 
he was treated and ultimately crucified and laid in a grave. And where am I in the scale of that? My scale is far, far above. And so it challenges me. Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold, God takes care of the fowls of the air. And are we not much better than that? And our spiritual needs in Second Peter. Second Peter 1. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. God provides our physical needs, but it also says here that grace and peace be multiplied, and He's going to supply our spiritual needs, everything that relates or pertains to life and godliness. What is life all about? Is life all about fulfilling the American dream? Getting things paid for and then retiring and relaxing at the end of life? Why are we here? I guess I've come to realize more and more that it's not about the things, but it's about the people. It's not about the kingdom of this world, but it's about the kingdom of God. What are we doing for the kingdom of God? Are we allowing ourselves to be poured out as an offering? Matthew 6 verse 19 says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your, heart, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. When we look back at Mary, when we look back at that alabaster box of ointment, when we look back at her gift, she displayed where her treasure was. She gave an extreme amount because she was devoted to the one that had given her hope and peace. She poured out an offering of great value, but it wasn't just a once and done. Yes, it may have been a once and done of that breaking and pouring. She couldn't put it back in. But it wasn't just a once and done, but she continued following and serving and giving and doing. And we read numerous times in Scripture of her being there with the other women, with Jesus, with the disciples. When Jesus was crucified, Mary was there. In Matthew 27, 
It says, And many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto Him, among which was Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and mother and the mother of Zebedee's children. When even though, when the even was come, there came also a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciples. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered, and when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in clean in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb which he had hewn out in the rock and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed and there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher Mary was there she was devoted she was following and her great gift of this spikenard this alabaster box broken for the Lord, poured out to the one that she was devoted to, was not just the beginning, nor was it the end. But it was a continuation of her devotion and service to the Lord. When Jesus was laid in the tomb, Mary was there. And soon after Jesus arose from the dead, Mary was there. And we read of that account that in the morning... This Easter morning, as they were going towards the tomb, they were anticipating anointing His body. And what did they find? They found a risen Savior. They found the Lord as He had told Him that they, that they would find Him. Risen and ascending to the Master. Mary's life was a pattern of love and service to the one who had given her hope. What is my life? Is my life a life of seeking the kingdom of God first? Or is my life a life of building the American dream? Following after the things of this world. And I understand we need to make a living. And we need to do some things. But I think it says here. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We see in Mary a life pattern of love and service and devotion to God. May our lives also be an alabaster box of great value, broken and poured out because of the love and the devotion for the one that has given each one of us hope. May we remember the Lord has risen. God bless you.